welcome back to the Atta Girl Podcast with your host, Kara Dennison. Guys, I am so excited that Mercury Retrograde is just about over. We're in the shadow period now. It has been crazy for most of us, and especially for myself. Uh, recently, about a week ago, I just got back from a mini road trip uh, to attend a funeral, which is unfortunate, but it's really been the first time that I've been around people in about almost two years now. About two years in this upcoming October is when Jack and I moved to about the middle of nowhere. We live in a very, very, very small town of about 500 people. And so we were kind of quarantining without even realizing it before COVID even hit. And it was kind of bizarre to be around a whole bunch of people. And I realized in the girls, girls group, and if you ladies are not in the girls, girls group, what are you doing? It's the best place on the internet. But in the girls, girls group, we were talking about how it's kind of wild being out there in person and how everything's opening up and kind of the mental game that it is now that people are going out and seeing people and eating out and things like that as well. And I guess it didn't really hit me until I went out and saw my family at this this memorial, this funeral that I just went to. I guess I thought because I'm vaccinated, it wouldn't really bother me, but it's bizarre. It's bizarre being around people when you haven't been around people for so long. And I talk to people all day long via Zoom and on social media. And Marco Polo is one of my favorite apps ever because it's helped me feel very close close to my friends and family during this time. Marco Polo is sort of like a, a FaceTime walkie-talkie type app, but being in person, man, it made me feel so awkward not knowing how to really react to people. It's like all of a sudden, it's like the last couple of years haven't really happened. Are you guys feeling this way too? That mental mind game of, okay, now that we're just vaccinated, it's okay just to kind of start hugging people and being close to people again when previously it was a concerted effort to really keep your distance, to not talk close to people, to wear masks, things like that as well. I guess it was just a mindset thing that I really was not expecting to face until it was right in my face. Um, it was bizarre to see people without masks at rest areas and gas stations and things like that, as well as at the event itself. So I guess I just wasn't expecting it. And now that it happened, on the one hand, I'm excited to feel a sense of normalcy, but on the other hand, it really was shocking and possibly for me because I haven't been going out. I didn't start in the shallow end with a couple trips to a restaurant or um, mini events or anything like that. I really jumped into the deep end. So it was kind of wild for me. So if you're feeling that too, let me know. Let me know. Because um, I guess we're all in this together trying to navigate this new normal. And I'm right there with you trying to figure out how how to navigate this. I have an upcoming trip where I'm meeting up with some girls and I'm really excited about that. And I'm glad that I kind of popped that being around people cherry um, so that I can really enjoy this upcoming trip. But it is, it's just strange. So anyways, today what I'm talking about is really going to be about habits and routines and time blocking. And I guess what really was so weird for me this last weekend is 
that break from my normal routine. I didn't realize how ingrained I had been in my daily routine and how comforting that was. Um, One of the things that really has helped me accelerate in my business and in my personal life and really achieve so many goals is as simple as it sounds, is my routine. And what I realized when I quit my corporate job, what I didn't do first was to get into a routine. And I struggled. I struggled for months trying to figure out how to get my business off the ground, how to get myself in a right place, because the benefits of having a corporate job or a nine to five or uh, something like that is the structure, the routine that it provides. And when you lose that and you go out on your own and be an entrepreneur is you don't have anyone setting a routine for you. And you realize it's all on your own. You have to do that for yourself. And if you're not disciplined and you're not setting a routine, it is very, very hard to get things done get yourself motivated and to achieve a lot of goals. And the minute that I really got myself structured and a routine in place and started achieving some good habits and replacing some bad habits with good habits was the minute that I started achieving some massive goals, started seeing the results that I wanted and started minimizing some of that anxiety and panic that I personally was feeling because that's something that I was uh, struggling with a lot in my personal life. And so what I find to be very important and what I tell a lot of people that I either mentor or who work with me that have been fortunate enough to be able to quit their corporate jobs and go full-time into entrepreneurship is the minute that you are able to implement a routine and get that structure into place is the minute that you're able to really excel and up-level. And so what I am going to be talking about today after our break is how to really replace some bad habits with good habits, how to get into a routine, why there is benefits in having a routine, and how to utilize time blocking to your benefit so that not only can you uh, accelerate in your professional life, whether it's in your own business or in in your nine to five, but how you can also use routines and time blocking to have a better work-life balance to really schedule in the things you want to do as well as the things you have to do um, and maximize your time. Because the things that I have realized is that when you don't have a routine, when you're not scheduling uh, the things that you need to do and the things you want to do, the time goes by so fast. And all of a sudden you realize the day can be gone and you don't get the things done that maybe you need to do or the things that you want to do. And so today is all about getting that quality of life back into your life um, with some scheduling, with some routine. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that. But first, let's take a quick break, pay some bills, get that out of the way, and then we'll talk about how routines can actually be freeing. With companies opening up in a worldwide pandemic, having many of us rethinking the next steps in our careers, the marketplace is experiencing a turnover tsunami, which means the competition is fierce right now. If you're rethinking the next step in your career and you're not really sure where to start, let's make sure that you have a plan to get past the applicant tracking systems and recruiters and write to the decision makers who can hire you. If you're landing interviews, let's make sure that you're landing them at companies that align with your values and maximize your compensation 
compensation. Let's give you back control of your career. If you're ready to land your dream job using strategies that work, check us out at optimizecareersolutions.com. We provide resume and LinkedIn optimizations to ensure you're being branded as an industry leader while providing you with the tools to execute a strategic search. And through our 90-day coaching program, The Six-Figure Career Boost, we provide you with comprehensive and customized approaches with one-on-one and group coaching sessions. We prepare you for the five key aspects of a successful job search, mindset, branding, getting directly connected to decision makers, networking and interviewing effectively and negotiating your salary. And we hold you accountable every step of the way. Book your free call with either myself or my husband, Jack at schedule.optimizedcareersolutions.com so that we can set a plan for you in order to make sure that you're gaining the traction you desire. Schedule your free call with us at schedule.optimizedcareersolutions.com. All right. Welcome back. So before we get started, we really need to talk about habits. And really, I'm going to talk about the science of habits and how they're formed. And I won't get too deep into this, but before we get started, let's talk a little bit about how habits are created and how the brain works. So I did a little bit of research, so bear with me here. The habit making lies in the part of the brain called the basal ganglia. And in this part of this brain, this is where you develop emotion, memories, and pattern recognitions. Um, whereas decisions are made in the prefrontal cortex. And when this is on autopilot, habits and routines create the prefrontal cortex to become inactive, meaning that your basal ganglia part, the part with pattern recognition is the only thing being active. So when basically you can really shut down that prefrontal cortex and put that on autopilot, it really just creates your brain being on autopilot, meaning you're turning off that decision-making portion of your brain. That decision-making portion of your brain is what makes it taxing. Think about all the decisions you have to make through your day. What's for dinner? What are you going to wear that day? When am I going to have to do this or that and all that other stuff? And the more that you can take that decision-making part out of your day and stop taxing that prefrontal cortex, the better off you are. Because think of how stressful and anxiety-producing it is to create those decisions. And ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Right? We talk about the mental load sometimes when it comes to running a household. You know, sometimes you just want your partners to be like, hey, I got this. I'm going to decide what we're going to eat today. I'm going to decide what we're going to do. And so the more we can kind of take off that decision making part of our brain and create these habits, right? Where you're just letting your brain go on autopilot it creates less anxiety in your life because you're just going through your day on autopilot and you're doing these habits. And so how do you create habits, right? Habits stem from like a psychological pattern called this habit loop. And really that's done in three parts. So first a habit starts with a trigger or a cue that has your brain starting a new behavior. And then second is really that routine. It's the behavior itself where you're not really thinking about it. And then third is that reward. Um, So think about it, about maybe when you're on your period, right? And you get that pain, that cramp, that's that trigger. And then 
immediately, what do you do? For me, I'm grabbing a piece of chocolate because mama likes that chocolate. Um, So that's that routine. It's automatic. I'm going for something chocolate. And then that reward is that feeling of being satiated with that chocolate. So it's that's a habit. Triggered, I've got a cue. Automatically routine, I grab a piece of chocolate. It's so cliche now that I'm saying it. But then I get a reward for it. So that's a habit. Now, in that example, that's a bad habit. So why am I going over this? Habits can actually be a good thing because if you're triggered by something and you routinely automatically just go on autopilot and go forward with something, you're taking off that decision-making portion of your brain, that taxing portion, and you're just going forward and you're getting a reward for it. So how can we use that knowledge to our benefit? And it really, it kind of goes back to replacing some bad habits with good habits or creating good habits so that you're taking that stress, that anxiety off of your plate every single day and creating these good habits, these routines into your life so that you're getting the most out of life every single day. And think about it. I mean, you have habits every single day. I mean, you wake up, when do you think about making this decision to brush your teeth or your morning routine? For me, my morning routine I get up on autopilot. I walk into the bathroom. I use the bathroom. I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I go out. I get my coffee and I get into my office. I don't even think about that. Um, I have other things in my morning routine as well, like uh, writing down three goals for the day, writing down three things of my gratitude. And then I start going into you know my makeup and getting ready routine. But these are things that I've built in that I never even have to think about anymore because I've developed that good habit. Most of the things that you do in the morning, you probably don't even think about. But when it comes to writing down my goals and my gratitude, that's something that I've had to consciously make a decision to incorporate. And now it becomes automatic. So what we want to do is we want to talk about how we can identify some of those cues or triggers for some of our bad habits and maybe replace them with good. For instance, I used to drink a lot of um, soda and I really wanted to replace that, especially for those who've listened to other podcasts that I was a guest on, I am intermittent fasting. So um, whenever I had that craving, that trigger for a soda, I would want to replace that routine of going and grabbing a soda with a different uh, routine, a different uh, something that I would go and do when I got that trigger. And so what I would do is I would grab my water bottle, which I would always have next to me. And I would chug a big glass of water to try and satiate that, that craving. And the reward that I would get is I would feel full and it would kind of, you know, tap out that craving that I would have for that soda. And when I first started, I would tell myself, well, listen, if I drink this bottle of water or this amount of water and I still felt the craving for a soda, then I would go and reward myself with that soda, but only if I drank this first amount of water. Um, And that's how I kind of started breaking that habit first. So that's the first thing is try and replace some of the bad habits with good habits first, and you're going to start noticing some of those triggers. But really what we want to do is start getting in and incorporating these mini routines into a bigger, larger routine so that the more you can add these into your day, the less anxiety and stress you're going to have because eventually you can get to a point where I kind of am right now, which is 
something that I love is that I wake up every day and I don't have to decide what I'm going to do that day because I've planned the day before exactly what my calendar is going to look like. I wake up and I go on autopilot and I never have to have that moment of anxiety or panic of what am I going to do? How am I going to fill my day? And what is the stress that I'm going to have? I know exactly what I'm going to do. I feel confident and comfortable in it. And I've built in ways that I'm going to take care of myself throughout that day. Um, and I also build in because I like, I know how my body works. I know how my mind works. I love the reward system. I work really well on it. That's why for me with intermittent fasting, the reward of eating at the end of the day for not having to eat throughout the day works really well for me. I'm not a doctor, do not intermittent fast without talking to your doctor. But for me, it works really well. I love working on the reward system. And so I build in little mini rewards and self-care into my routine because it helps me be the most effective and the most productive throughout the day. And so while routines can sound very boring, it can really help you be the most efficient self um, because it strings a series of habits together and it puts you on autopilot and it can help improve your time management skills. The other reason why it's so beneficial is it's beneficial for sensitive people. I'll admit it. I am a sensitive person. I am very empathetic. Um, I an, an empath. I feed off of people's emotions. I am an introvert at heart, which a lot of people don't um, believe because I like to say I'm an introvert with good social skills, good people skills, but I am with people all day long on Zoom. And at the end of the day, I need that time to recoup. But having a routine is soothing um, for people who experience heightened anxiety because it acts as a buffer between what they can and can't control. So here are some steps to really develop a good routine. First, and if this is something that interests you, this is going to be your homework for the day. I want you to make a list of your needs, of what needs to get done daily, both personal and professional. And this can be something that you do at the end of the day for your next day, or it could be something that is weekly, depending on what your professional and personal needs are. Structure it into your day at what time is going to be the most efficient and be specific. This is what time blocking looks like. If you have a day daily recurring meeting, make sure you block that off on your calendar. I personally love to use Google calendars because uh, I can share my calendar with other people on my team, with my husband. It goes onto my calendar. It alerts me when I have 10 minutes before uh, a meeting comes up and I love the reminders. I know what it is. Once it's scheduled in, I don't have to think about it anymore. I love to also leave some flexibility on both sides of really important meetings so that I have a buffer. If it goes long, I can really be there for my clients um, to let them have that extra time. Also for myself, you need to use the restroom every once in a while. You need to have a break every once in a while. So leave some buffer times as well. After you've really scheduled in what really needs to be done, both personal and professional, I want you to schedule in your rewards, the things that are going to be your quality of life. Because at the end of the day, you have the things you need to do, both professional and personal. But I want you to schedule in the things that you want to do. And a lot of times when you're talking about your routine, people forget this. People forget your self-care. And it sounds counterproductive, especially for us as women to put those into your calendar and as you know, as a scheduled item. But 
most of the time for us as women, we put our self-care as a thing to do if we have time. But no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to put that into our routine. We're going to put that into our calendar as a priority so that people can't book over that anymore. Because I want you to make sure that the first thing that you schedule into your routine and into your calendar are the things you need to get done, both professionally and personal, you know, with your family and things like that as well, right? We're not going to eschew those things. Make sure you put them in, but also make sure you put in your self-care. Have I have every day for an hour on my calendar, my makeup and my hair and my meditation and my goal setting for an hour. No one can book off that time because that is important for me to get my day right no client is ever going to be able to book that time because I want to make sure that I have that for me. I also have a specific time at the end of the day that I eat with my husband because that is absolutely important and critical to my day. No client, no other person is ever going to be able to book during that time. So I book those in after I've booked in what I need to do for the day, both personally and professionally. For you, it could be family time. It might be a weekly alone night. My husband and I have weekly separate alone nights. It might be date night. Whatever it is that is important for your quality of life, please make sure that you are scheduling that in and block it off so that no one can book over it. Uh, From there, also get into other daily habits and routines that you might want to schedule in. Have a time that you want to get to sleep. Sleep is by far one of the most important things for a good quality of life so that you can get these things done. Schedule in your exercise, schedule in your meditation and spiritual self care. Also make sure you're scheduling in enough breaks so that you can make sure that you're getting everything else done. Another tip is to make sure that you're setting in those alarms and those reminders on your calendar so that you know when things are coming up uh, so that you're not missing out on these things. And listen, this might sound boring and it might sound a bit restrictive, but stay open-minded. This is really going to increase your productivity and decrease your stress and anxiety because you might spend 10, 20, 30 minutes planning out your day or your week, but think about all the time that you're going to be saving wondering, hey, I've got a half hour of free time. What should I be doing right now? You already know what you're supposed to be doing. All you have to do is execute. You're shutting down that decision-making portion of your brain and you're just moving forward on autopilot because you've already activated that decision-making portion of your brain previously and planned out your day. Now, The reason why it works is because it will make you focus and stay present in that moment. Uh, When your full attention is there, it actually increases your productivity by 40%. And sometimes people have shown that you decrease the amount of hours you spend working when you're fully present on the task at hand. So this might actually save you hours at work and give you back hours of your free time because of this. Now, there are some disadvantages, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There is effort to schedule your day out. So (laughs) schedule time to schedule, right? But listen, it's going to help you out if this is something that, that works for you. Sometimes daily changing schedules can make this a little bit more complicated. So this might not work for everyone. 
Sometimes it's difficult to estimate the time uh, you're going to need for a specific task. So make sure that buffers on both sides are essential as you're getting into a new routine if you haven't done this before. And also distractions and emergencies can completely destroy a routine. So stay flexible. It's okay if you're time blocking for certain activities, certain tasks, and things like that. Go awry. It's a new thing if you're starting a routine. That's why I definitely recommend as you first start, make a loose routine and get more structured as you go on. Again, to really recap, how you want to start is to start with your non-negotiables, your priorities based on your goals. This might include your morning routine, reoccurring or important meetings, things like that. Next, you're going to want to include your non-negotiable self-care practices, such as exercise, meditations, meetings with friends or family, and definitely time to go to sleep, things like that. Thirdly, you're going to want to schedule time blocks for meaning full work time, things like checking your email, um, different tasks that you want to get done. Try alternating your blocks with deep and meaningful tasks with shallower tasks. For instance, if you're working on a project, you might want to block off two hours to really dive deep into a project and then alternate it with checking emails or checking in with a friend or a quick meeting or things like that, right? So that you're really alternating your routine so it doesn't feel so draining. Fourth, schedule breaks. These are super, super important. Smaller breaks during the day can actually increase your productivity so that you don't burn out. Also schedule blocks for reoccurring tasks, such as checking emails, replying to Slack messages. This can really help prevent distractions so that you know that you have time to check on on those, check in on those things and not be distracted during your things. And finally have those buffer blocks. And most importantly, make sure that you are scheduling in your self-care so that you have that quality of life. Having accountability also is a good thing. So track your time, make sure that you know what your time allotted for these activities is. So um, certain apps like Tomato Meter or websites like Rescue Time or Toggle will help you uh, know what these times, the time allocated for certain tasks are if you're not really sure, if you haven't really tracked your time before. But at the end of the day, what I really just want to encourage you to do is check out a routine, check out what your habits are and try scheduling in certain blocks of time for certain tasks so that you can get the most out of life and really remove that decision-making from your minute-to-minute, your hour-to-hour, your day-to-day life because it will really decrease your anxiety and your stress and have you working more on that autopilot part of your brain so that you can really focus on the task at hand. You can decrease your stress and your anxiety and you can be more productive, more efficient and drive towards your goals because when you're really removing that anxiety, it's how you really flourish, You how you can take care of what's most important and really uh, move forward towards achieving some massive, massive goals. In the end, whether you're trying to start incorporating new habits, routines, or time blockings, whatever system works for you, make sure you stick to it so that you can really achieve whatever your end goal is. That's what we're here to help for. If you really like this, or if you had any questions, pop over to either our Facebook page, which is at a girl podcast or Instagram, which is at a girl underscore podcast, or shoot us an email, which is 
uh, team at a girl at gmail.com um, or join us in our Facebook group, which is um, Optimized Career Women's Network. This is for both professionals or entrepreneurs where we can network together. We can ask questions like this about mindset, routines, careers, entrepreneurship, uh, anything regarding making money and being a woman in the professional space. We would love to have you. It's just facebook.com slash group slash optimized woman's network. We would love to have you there. Um, and of course, check out the girls, girls community, the best place on the internet. And Hey, I'm coming at you every Monday at the Add a Girl podcast. Love to have you listen. Leave us a five-star review. I read every single one of them. Uh, and also check out our other amazing podcasts, the Girls Girls podcast every Thursday and the Glow Girl podcast with Tracy White every Wednesday. And I will be coming to you over the airwaves next Monday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>